0: If you're a passionate coloured pencil artist or an aspiring one who's looking to create their best work and a joyful life you love, you're in the right place. Grab a cuppa and a custard cream. Let's get cracking. This week my guest is, oh my, you're just gonna love her. You're absolutely going to love her. She is somebody I met in one of my networking meetings and Do you know, it's so funny how people just kind of appear in your life for one reason or another. And Isan is one of these people. She has the most beautiful, beautiful voice. Honestly, you are just going to be sitting there just enveloped in her gorgeous velvety voice and she's oh wonderful lady she is an astrologer she has done my star chart for me i'm going to ask her or i have asked her to do my star chart for my business and honestly you are in for such a treat i cannot tell you um my next guest is Anne lewis hello hello bonnie how are you Really well, thank you. And it's so nice to see you. I've been having discussions with Louise about you and um, I saw my sister again yesterday
1: and was talking to Louise um, Bulldog. Oh, yeah, Louise. Lovely Louise. Yeah, yeah. And of course, your lovely sister as well, Annabelle.
0: Goodness, naughty dogs. Honestly, I've got so much going on at the minute. Having a new studio done at the bottom of the garden, oh, So there's it? men kind of in and out and in and out. And yeah, the dogs just every time
1: they see a man, they just bark. Of course they do. Man with a dog or not. Yeah. Good to see you again. Thank you for recommending and for paying for Annabelle. It's a lovely gift from you.
0: Oh, she really enjoyed it. Um, she was talking about it yesterday. Uh, we went out for tea. Oh. And she's gone through some really horrible stuff recently, but she's really
1: mm. she yeah. really
0: believes for a reason and that she's Destined for really fantastic things, and she's really, really excited about what's coming in the future, which is just brilliant to see.
1: Yeah, no, I know. I remember now. It's coming back to me the reading, yeah, the business and all that. Yeah, Mm.
0: yeah. So, uh, yeah, just it's really, really nice to see her being, you know, even though they've had this rubbish time and it's not even stopped yet, she's still really happy, which is brilliant, really good. But I'm, I'm really pleased that I'm chatting to you because. Is, do you know what's lovely about kind of being part of a networking group? Because we're both part of the Sister Snog networking group, and what's really lovely is that you meet people who you would never probably encounter. This is true. Yeah, for except for within those meetings, and actually meet people, and then you hear like what, what we're going to be talking about today, you and and everything that you do that probably I wouldn't have even thought
1: about no I know it is good and of course in the old days everything was in person and occasionally you had people from other areas of the country but they couldn't come regularly to each week so this way although I think you know I really miss the in-person things it has opened up the world quite a lot you know
0: I really want to just hear what you what you do and you just tell your story really because it's really it's just brilliant and it's fascinating and when we had when you worked with me and you created my star chart yes. it kind of brought all of these things to it it almost sort of brought up things that maybe could be used as an opportunity or because it's not just used well you use you help people with businesses you help people with all sorts of different things and I just really love I'd really like to know who you are and, and what you do so what I guess what led you to become a, a part of the Sister Snog networking group and also the all about the the, the stuff that you do, the, the astrology, the star readings, the, you know, and where you started and
1: just sort of like a little bit of back history, really. Um, I'm not sure whether we actually met at a Sister Snog event. I don't know whether you're coming no. to a Christmas one or not.
0: No, no, we haven't we haven't met. I find I found it a bit difficult to come to the at person events because they've always happened when I've been doing some kind of a launch or something. So it's always been a little bit tricky, really.
1: Right. Okay. You know, so, so I feel as though I know you and we've had good chats. And yeah, and I'm, I think you asked about me going into the Sister Snog Business Club, which you're a member of as well. And I've been a member now, using track now, 13 years which is a long time to belong to anything. I do tend to do longevity in my life, although I do like changes. (laughs) But some things, if they're really quality and valuable, they're worth sticking with, i.e. my career, but also a member of Sister Snog. I recommend anyone to join. And it's not really a networking group. It's not one thrusting business cards at people. It's there to learn from one another, to support one another, and to have fun. And, of course, the workshops once a week, you're actually learning from one of the sisters about their particular vocation, business skill. So I joined, as I say, 13 years ago, a friend brought me in and yeah, it's been wonderful. I made friends, um, generated quite a lot of work from it as well. I think it's just one of the best things around, but you know, that's what I'm doing and that's why we're here today as well because otherwise I wouldn't have met you and you're living work north and I'm near London. Right, so talking about longevity, I've been working for myself, For 43 and a half years, yes. And I'm not 43. I was employed for nine and a half years before that in different jobs. And I did move around and change. I think when I took up my self employment, it was 1979 into 1980. And that was quite a good time for the self employed. And also, there was always a job around. So I just thought, well, I'll do this for a year and I'll explain in a moment why I did it. Thinking, well, one year and then perhaps go back into employment. And employment didn't sit easy on me. I consider myself a fair-minded person. But I feel, and I'm sure it goes on to this day, the power plays, the pettiness, all sorts of things linked with employment. However, having said that, the first day I went self-employed. I was living in the city of Bath, where I spent most of my growing up years. And there was no phone in this flat I was sharing. I mean, it was, it was pretty basic. So people would hear about me and it would um, either ring on the bell, <laughs> may me have a reading with you, or, um, you know, they'd send me a check and their birth details. And um, it's extraordinary looking back. But Bath as a city is quite insular in the sense of people sort of know one another and it's a great sense of community, although it certainly was back then. So it didn't take long And I think in a way, I don't know whether you can understand this, Bonnie, but it kind of chose me. It's a vocation. I've always wanted a purpose. I wanted a vocation. This was very important and I didn't know how the heck to go about this. Why astrology? Well, I wasn't planning to be an astrologer per se. Uh, It's a label. But some of my clients come to me and they're told, or go to Isan. She can help you with this and that. I'm not quite sure what she does, but go to her. And I think that's a wonderful compliment, yes? So we do need labels sometimes, unfortunately, to be recognised. And, boy, hasn't the world changed in 40-odd years? I was, you know, I was doing readings, handwritten ones. Couldn't even read my handwriting now. I've still got, it's got examples of that, you know. And then tapes, cassettes, and then CDs. And occasionally I do a reading on a CD for a client. They want that but particularly files, you know, and you've had the reading, you have the file of it. So it's all recorded. You asked me how I got into it. Well, I'm an ordinary person who's had an extraordinary life. (laughs) That's how I describe myself. I suppose I'm an adventurer. I'm an explorer. And that indeed is what I wanted to be, an explorer of the earth. I used to apply for expeditions to my poor parents' horror. And there's one thing about going down the Blue Nile and to be a cook on the boat. Well, I couldn't cook. And I have a funny feeling my parents didn't even send the letter off. If it arrived back, they threw it away. (laughs) I never asked, but I would not be surprised. And down the Amazon was another one. Anyway, the sense of adventure, and that has always accompanied me. And as a child, I loved the heavens. I loved nature, as above, so below. And it's quite interesting, because I was listening to a wonderful um, YouTube the other day, by a man called Randall Carlson, who is a mathematician, scientist, works with geometry. And he was pointing out all the proportions in the solar system, in sacred architecture, the pyramids everywhere, in our bodies, in nature. It's extraordinary how literally everything is as above, so below. So I just wanted to get that bit in because he is well worth listening to. And I sense that we are part, I've always felt we're part of a bigger whole like a hologram, like a tapestry. And I grew up in a kind of middle class, working class fa- family. My family, my parents and grandparents are very interested in spiritualism, trying to find out what goes on on the other side of life. And I think um, certainly in Victorian times and into the early part of the 20th century, there was huge interest in this. So I didn't have a conventional, should we call it, religious upbringing. I went to Sunday school and then my parents said, well, We don't go to church, but we think you should have a go and just see what you think of it. So I did and was a bit disappointed with all the um, doom mongering and, you know, sin and all that. And so I didn't go again, although I do feel there's some beauty in it and certainly in Jesus's teachings. I'm not knocking any of that. So I grew up um, in Bath and. I read a lot. Um, I did a lot of drama festivals music so as a shy girl I think I learned how to hide behind the mask and know how to perform and I have been on the speaker circuit a lot and acted so I think not that I am a particularly good actress but the very good ones say that they're all shy interesting that
0: yeah that yes that that is quite interesting actually mm. uh, you know almost like um you're an introvert but then you kind of come come out in in you know what you're performing and that's how you kind of build that almost that stage confidence
1: isn't it I think so definitely and when I did, did get into the speaker circuit in London in round about 2000 and I was doing it before then but a lot during around about the time of 2014 15 16 and so on yes it was scary but I learned quite early on to be authentic in fact I give talks on that authenticity and engaging with the audience They like to be involved. I think that's quite important. Yeah, because everything needs pauses, even conversation. So in my 20s, I was doing mainstream work, office work, all sorts of things. And my love was voluntary work when the job finished at five (laughs) o'clock. And voluntary work. And um, I learned astrology. How did that come about? Well, I knew my son's son was Scorpio. And I said to a man I knew, how do I know what my moon sign is? Because the moon sign rules the first seven years of life. It's how you link with your mum, the women of the family, your home life, your habits. And interestingly enough, the word moon links with mother and matter and month and so forth. And he said, well, we haven't got a computer program for that. I mean, computers in the mid 70s were just really coming about properly and certainly not an astrology program. So I had to do all the maths, all the logarithms by hand. So, you know, you have a time of birth, a full date of birth, a longitude and latitude, and it's complex. And I'm hopeless at maths. Apart from, I can add up figures quite quickly, but normal, everyday maths. Ah. And I did it because I wanted to. Where there's a will, there's a way. So that's how I learned. And I did a course, I learned from books. Again, I thought, well, I'll do this for a year, and I gave my notice. And I was working on the newspaper in Bath, proofreading, and uh, give a bit of a send off. And I got some clients from that, and so it started. So it started, and quite quickly, because I trained as a colour therapist as well. I was giving talks on their summer schools as a college in Gloucestershire it was at the time, and people came from different countries, and I linked astrology and colour and philosophy and many things. So, I was getting clients through that, including invites to work abroad. So, I went to Scandinavia, into America. And I always, and I still do to this day, if I go abroad, I stay with a local, if you want to call that person that a local, a much more interesting way of understanding and knowing a country than staying in a hotel or, you know, at a conference or something. So, this happened quite quickly. And I suppose I took astrology up partly because I thought, well, how can you just be one sign? You know, how could I just be a Scorpio? In fact, when I read about it, I could relate to some of it, but not to a lot of it. And that's when I wanted to know my moon sign. And well, Mercury, the planet of how we learn and think and communicate, is it in an element which is chatty? Is it more tele not exactly telepathic, but we feel those thoughts more. We pick them up from others. Do we like a practical way of thinking and learning? And the sign of the zodiac that Mercury would be in, which may be your sun sign, it may not be, tells you a lot about your education. So when I do charts for children, you know, for their parents initially, and then they give them to their children when they're older, the tapes in those days and our CDs and our files. It can be a wonderful tool to help, to help the parents in their child's growing years, to know whether they're a late developer, impulsive, they're more academic, they're more analytical. Of a daydreamer. I mean, Einstein, goodness, I mean, that brain, but he was a daydreamer. They thought he was a dance at school. Interesting.
0: That's really fascinating that you can get that amount of. It's fascinating, but it's almost like, well, yeah, of course it would do that, you know, because we're all so connected with everything around us. I mean, I know when we had our conversation when we were doing my star chart. You know, I have a, a big thing about nature. I was talking about how I've had these sort of um experiences and everything. And I, I totally believe that I think we as human beings on the planet now are we're not using half of our capabilities, not well, not even a hundredth of our capabilities. I think there's so I think there are some people who who do. Mm. But you know, that connection with the earth, that connection with the 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 whole sort of universe and everything is uh, yeah, absolutely fascinating, particularly when and then when you talk about doing the star charts for the children and how that can help later
1: on. Oh, and I don't have kids. And I just think I can feel women who don't for whatever reason, they can sometimes have a gift with children in other ways. And I've come across this many a time. But I think it's an honour. And I've had I've done children's charts way back in the um, 80s. Now, how old would they be now? And they've come back to me as adults. And mum has given them the tape in those days, the cassette. I always say, please have it converted to a CD at least because tapes get damaged. Oh, and then when you've got the CD, you can put it on the computer. They've come to me and they've worked with that information. It's helped them. It's like a toolbox. It's not fate. That's something I want to mention to you also. And then they want their children's charts done and maybe an update of their own because updates are quite interesting. We move forward in time. And when we're born, Bonnie, um, we have a template. Can't show the chart, but you know what yours looks like. Quite complex. Mm. And I mentioned Mercury and the moon, what it means. We've also got the other planets, and they represent what I call actors or characters that live within us. It's like your play of life. So Jupiter, our largest planet, would be our literally adventurer, our traveller, our teacher, optimist. Uh, Perhaps overinflation at times, but still, it's a lovely energy. And Saturn can be the more critical or the inner critic part of us and can prune things, and we need that at times. Uranus is our maverick, you know, where we think outside the box or rebel, Neptune our dreamer. Mars our male part, which is our decision-making, our spontaneity, anger maybe, and Mm. assertion. And how good or not are we at that? Are we more strategists, more like the martial artists? You'll have read my blog, I think, Bonnie.
0: Yes, yes. Um, and we talked about this anyway when when we had my
1: session around because you do, gosh, what's it, the art of the art of dodging, <laughs> which means yeah. circular movement. You, can't, know if you can see what I'm doing is circular movements so when somebody goes for you, you can actually turn slightly circular and they go flying past you. Easily, more easily said than done. But how to deal with confrontation and conflict creatively, and that's really what the martial arts are about, even though people tend to think it's kung fu and Injures and jumping through the air it is a mental discipline but we also all of us have um in the sky mars it's got a very long what we call retrograde phase from the end of october to nearly the end of next march 2023 and retrograde means it appears to move backwards it slows down in movement compared to the speed of the earth so we call it retrograde and it's a time when the prefix re really applies when Mercury does that three times a year. <laughs> We've just finished one on Sunday. Don't know how the last three weeks were for you, Bonnie, but it could have been a lot of re's, revisits, rethinking, re-editing, returns, having to read, you know.
0: Rethinking. A- absolutely rethinking. And it and it's funny, I've just done a I've just done a launch, but my launch started before I think it started, was it on the 10th, the ninth or the tenth yeah, of yeah, Yes. Yeah. So it just started before. And actually, it was the best launch I've ever had. However, there has been a huge amount of change in my business in the last three weeks. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, where I have had to rethink people's roles, someone who I was working with quite closely, um, um, we're not going to be working together anymore, no fallout or anything, but we're just rethinking that relationship. And uh, an agency that I was using for my ads, I'm usually a really, really easygoing person okay. and three people, there were three of us on the team that were kind of, I don't know, uh, involved with this creative agency. And two of them were like, Oh no, I think everything's okay. And I was absolutely adamant. I didn't want to work with them anymore because I didn't feel they had my best interests at heart. I didn't feel that they really understood my business and I felt no, I need a fresh start. I need to have somebody who totally understands me and gets me. So I I made that decision and it was just like, you know, and that's within all the last sort of three weeks, uh, which is really interesting, actually, when you kind of talk about the
1: retrograde. retrograde. It really is. And I think if people push ahead, I used the word pause earlier, that things need pauses. People often forget that when they're doing a public talk as well. But everything pauses, nature, well, our bodies ideally, music dance conversation but the one thing it doesn't pause is our brains and so sooner or later if we don't find time for pause for recreation recreation sooner or later we're going to be obliged to find time for illness or exhaustion and our brains will won't stop but our bodies will say right for whatever reason hopefully not an accident or something but where we have to stop a little bit and to revise and so I think it's a very valuable time of not rushing ahead and now and mercury's gone direct as from sunday morning just gone was that the second of october gradually we can now see the wood for the trees more clarify again perhaps maybe some things we needs to clarify and things that have been pending can come back or come in you know but this mars one because mercury is about our thinking and technology and machinery and travel plans and all that it happens three times a year, and I can tell you when the next one is, if you're listeners, if I can find it. Hmm. Bear with me a moment, because well, nobody can see me, can they? There we go. <laughs> yeah, because this one has been in Libra, and the next one is, it's probably going to be the early part of next year. Yeah, it's in January. In fact, it may start in late December. Be interesting to see, Christmas time. Yeah, 29th of December until until uh, the 19th of January, 29th of December to 19th of January, in a sign of Capricorn. And Capricorn likes to take its time. It's ruled by the planet. Because each sign of the zodiac, Bonnie, is ruled by a planet. It's, it's at home with it, yeah? Capricorn is ruled by Saturn. So there's a tendency to want to be pragmatic to take one's time. And so it may be a period, late December into later January, where um, we're looking at plans in particular, and business particularly. And and again, anything to do with the re prefix. So we think of all the words with re, you know, people can come back into your life, lost objects can be found, (laughs) they're going to be found. But this Mars one is going on, because Mars is much slower, it's going on from the end of October to later March. And it really is a time of playing the martial artist more. You know, how do we work with conflict? During this time, it's in the sign of Gemini, the kind of communicative, restless, curious, uh, full of ideas person. So with Mars there, for all of us until the end of next March, it's a time of being extra aware of how we use words. Because they can do damage, can't they? Let's face it, once said, once written, and all that. And I think it's a wonderful opportunity already to be looking at Almost wake up each day and say to oneself to a higher self, if you like, or what we believe in God or the universal spirit, um, may I think before i before I think, Yeah, to may I actually be aware of what I'm thinking. May I pause before I speak? And may I again pause before I act, if only just for a few seconds. And I think those ideas will be very relevant in the next few months. So that's something, you know, for anybody listening, everybody listening, we're quite useful to know because we can get into hot water quite quickly when we're being clever clogs with our words. Um, I don't mean when we're gossiping, well, that can apply as well. And knowing yeah. how to kind of read words are beautiful, language is beautiful, whatever form it takes, and to really look at that, make decisions around it, you know.
0: And um, what, so I have a, naturally have a tendency to I do always think about what I'm going to say and I always think about the vocabulary that I use particularly you know when I'm when I'm talking to them I do an awful lot of critiquing so every week I critique sort of 25 artists work and it's one of my favorite favorite parts of the week it takes quite a long time it takes me about three or four hours to to critique them all but I really enjoy it because I love to see people progressing Mm. But I do have to be really selective in the words that I use, not because I'm trying to make somebody feel better, but because people can take words, feed them into their brain, and then it comes out as meaning something completely different. Mm -hmm. So I do have to be very, very careful with that. But another thing that I do is, and I'm trying to take a breath and a pause before anything like this happens. But sometimes, you know, when when you're not in conflict with somebody, but you're maybe having sort of like a a slight disagreement or something like that, particularly when it comes to emails and texts, I have a very, I have a habit of jumping straight in and just going blah, 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 and sending it and then thinking, oh, I should have slept on that. Because actually tomorrow it probably wouldn't have even mattered. And I I think what you were saying about that pause before you take action, that taking about, I think
1: is is something that's really, really, really important. It's not procrastinating or indecision, that's different. It's a conscious intent. I start my day like that. I don't know if I always follow through, but it does help to some degree. And I think I know with my work how we use words, because people who read people like astrologers and um, psychics, tarot, all that, they have a huge responsibility. That's why I think having a, some kind of counselling background really helps. So, so much damage is done. And really, I suppose we, we attract, in a way, what we need to learn from, you know. And I've had the casualties come to me, and they've often, people haven't had a great sense of their own authority, and they've actually therefore chosen a reader, if you like, who we be rather black and white about something and, and put ideas into their mind. and. I think the people who have a greater sense of their own authority, what, thinking for themselves, don't attract those kind of readers. So I give myself a little bit of a plus. I do attract to me pretty healthy clients, you know, though we all need to perhaps um, look at that occasionally. But no, the, as I said, the reason I really took all this up was because there was an amazing map for navigating life, not what will happen, cast in stone, but the crossroads, the turning points, seeing how it all comes together. So when you're born, you know, you've got your time of birth, Everyone one knows it, the full date of birth, the year, and the latitude and longitude. So it's like the core coordinates. And it's like putting it into the car, to the sat-nav, you know, And but some of the time that sat-nav isn't perfect, more to the point. There's a detour you've got to take and longer journey or whatever it may be. And with life, um, we're all going to end up physically dying and moving on. But there are many ways of getting to a destination. And my job is looking at the different ways. And I mentioned the example of Mercury with the education, the kind of education, the way the child thinks. Very valuable. And you mentioned about we don't live much of our potential, most of it. I think it's because we stick with the familiar, the comfort zones. We don't want to be laughed at, criticized. We've been pushed by education, family. If we're unlucky, we've been pushed too much. And we stick with the familiar till a crisis occurs and we have to sometimes have an un, unexplored script. It's like somebody in a play in the leading actor, or somebody suddenly has an accident was taken ill and somebody has to go on and play that part. Maybe they're rehearsed, maybe they're not. But they, funnily enough, quite often they find they're making a very good job of it. It can even make their name. We've <laughs> heard that many a time. So and I think with lockdown, that was an example of unlived parts of us coming on stage. pretty awful but you know in some ways it made people rethink the jobs they were doing their relationships many things so that if that hadn't happened these other things might not have happened although sooner or later because i do believe there is a kind of destiny for us not fate but some things we are meant to experience to learn and to grow to be of service to the planet They will come our way in some manner, like you and I might might have met, even if we hadn't joined Sister Snog. Who knows? But we don't know that. Yeah. So I look at a person's chart with uh, 2,500 variables in one moment in time, all the planets, all their angles, um, eclipse cycles, everything. The elements, the signs of the zodiac are in. The angles are the tense ones, are the flowing ones. And then the astrologer's job is to <laughs> synthesize that. Otherwise, you're taking everything separately. It becomes like a caricature, if that makes any sense. So you get know how to lay out a chart on the computer, and they say, oh, well, I'm a bit into astrology now. I'll do your reading or something. And it can be so damaging. Yeah, learn it, explore it. but Don't go out there and say you can do it without experience, and ideally some experience of life and people. Sure. yes
0: that that has a, a bit a big part doesn't it you know that the, that I mean the more the, the more you live the more you do the more experience you've got and the more kind of um you know <laughs> yeah. one of the things that really interested me um so you did my reading and then you've also done one of my sister's readings which w- was really lovely mm. she's actually I I get on well with all of my sisters mm-hmm. I would say she's the one that I'm closest to and what I loved about because we were discussing and you were I think I kind of mentioned a few people in my family and I said, Oh, you know, I get on really well with her. I'm cancer. She's Leo. And then I kind of told you her birth date and everything. And what I absolutely loved. And I take this and I tell people all the time I, I have, um, you know, I I love my sister. She's helped me out so much. I'm now able to help her out. She's going through some, um, you know, some, some difficult changes and everything. And one of the things that you said was, you know, you said, well, I'm, I'm not surprised because you have a mutual admiration for each other. And that was a really lovely thing to say, because I really do have huge admiration for her. Yeah. And, and you know, and, and she for me, with, with everything that I've been through and, and gone through and everything, which was absolutely lovely. But then the other thing that we were talking about was you said, oh, you've got. You've got a very strong bond with one of your family who is uh, Pisces, I think. Is Pisces February?
1: Yes, February, March, yes. about 19th of February yes. to March 20th.
0: Yes, yeah. And, and I was like, oh, and at that point in time, so I, I haven't fallen out with anybody. I haven't fallen out with my sister, but we've had quite a long period of time where we haven't been as close as we were. So we were very close when we were younger. We had our children at the same time. And then kind of all sorts of different things happened and we became not, not close. And during the time of my reading, you know, you were saying, Oh, you are very close to to somebody in your family who's Pisces. And I was thinking, well, that that kind of could be Heidi, but we're not really close. And you were going, no, no, no. You know, you're very close and you were quite insistent. I was like, Oh gosh, literally within days of having my reading, honestly literally within days I was talking to my sister about uh, an experience I'd had I've been doing all sorts of different meditations and everything and and i would had this experience where it really did feel like there was like I've got this sounds crazy but you know light kind of coming off me it was like and I had the most profound experience and I've had it a couple of times now and it was just this whole sense of total and utter well-being joy just being just wonderfully happy and I told my my big sister this and she had then been talking to my younger sister Heidi and she had had exactly the same experience Wow! and, and Annabelle had said oh, oh my god oh my god you've got to speak to Bonnie because she's had and that was probably about four days after we'd spoken wow. she rang me and we have not we've not not been talking but we've never had we used to have long conversations on the phone. We used to go to each other's houses, and it hasn't been like that, which is really sad. Mm. She rang me, and she was like, "Oh my goodness!" And since then, we've had she's come round. We've been we went to see an animal communicator together, which was just absolutely wonderful. And we have we're definitely getting that closeness back, and it's do you know it's so lovely.
1: Yes, and oh, I'm so so glad. And I think also, if I'm remembering correctly, with your sister that did the reading for, I think your moons were the same. Or when you have moons at the same sign, my ex-husband and I are still good friends, our moons were the same. And my closest, so two of my closest friends have the same moon, which is in Capricorn. And they're born in different years. But obviously, the moon is in Capricorn for two days every month. So, you know, you're going to meet people sooner or later with that moon in, in the same sign. And there's a sense of bonding, you know. A real feeling of familiarity, being at home with them. And I got a feeling, I, I said to her, that, you know, your moon and bonnies were the same. And having said all that, you know, you share your chart with other people on the planet, the same longitude, latitude, time Time twins. Not like twins and families, where sometimes those twins distribute the characteristics of the family among, between them, so they can be different and they compensate for different things. And But with time twins, not biological, um, you do get amazing similarities timings in life, of um, changes, and some lovely historical cases in Port. Again, we could talk about another time. But of course, as each one of the, you has, has a different soul, free will, and a, a, de- a genetic background, you know, conditioning, upbringing, education. So what I'm trying to say is that, it, that nothing is totally cast in stone. And what you do with that information, each of the planets, if you like, has different levels how 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 evolved i don't like that word but evolved are you with it and my job is to help people on their journey to see. well this is what the chart shows what you've come in with from your family line i personally um accept the idea if there is a soul which i think there is this maybe this reincarnation we come back it could all be happening now for all we know we don't know what time really is past present future not fully but we have to treat it as though it's linear but leaving that point aside, because people listening might not be open to that idea, I always ask my client, are they or not? But certainly the chart links with the ancestry. And it's what you brought through and what you can heal. What talents those forebears have not lived out due to their circumstances, and you can. It doesn't mean to say you're living their life. It just means that you can bring that talent to fulfillment and maybe heal a wound at the same time. So as the planets move from when one is born, obviously the moon moves around the chart in a month <laughs> the sun moves around it in a year through the signs of the zodiac but there are slower slower cycles and therefore we can move the chart forward in time we call them transits progressions to see where the planets out there are linking with your natal chart so what is coming alive what is ready to come on stage what needs to go off for a while and you don't have to cooperate but it does help if you go with those rhythms it really really helps and that's how i like to work, you know, to work with my clients, definitely. Not just for children in the growing years, but we never stop growing, and or we shouldn't. So particularly when people are in doubt, they say, when in doubt, do not." But if there's an, an on-pass, it's okay. It's like being at a crossroad and there's a lot of traffic building up and the lights aren't working well or whatever. It will change, but we can't rush across and the art here is in faith about recognising that the well will fill up again. But those quiet times, which you can see astrologically, are very valuable, whether it's sometimes every year or more. But it doesn't mean to say you don't do things. It's just not the best time for major initiation of factors and activities. And then there's the times when things are really flowing. and Don't wait for it to happen. Use those times. Use those times to initiate things, give birth to things, Complete things. So, as a timing advisor, people do ask me about the right timing uh, for a webinar, an event, startup, launch, a wedding. I've got some lovely examples of that. And we all know times when the energy just doesn't feel quite right. It's like going through treacle or there's an empty time. There's an empty time. And so I try and choose the right planetary signatures for that particular kind of activity. That makes any sense so if it was a very social thing or weddings a big a big event I might want to have Leo very strong there because it's very much the leading actor you know it's the sun shining and what also is quite important I mentioned about the time of birth why because um every two hours of the day a different sign of the zodiac one of the 12 is coming up over the horizon and that's the ascendant or the rising sign you can only know that if you know your time of birth And it sets the stage for the chart. But more than that, I think um, it shows your persona, your mask to the world, how you look, how you come over the doorway. So and that sign, whatever it may be, the zodiac sign, if you're born at dawn, it's going to be the same as your sun sign because the sun's rising. But most of us are born at a different time of day. So Um, the rising sign is how you present yourself. And often you see that sign as being a strong factor in links with your family or partner as well like I'm a Scorpio my mum was actually as well my sister has a Scorp- two sisters of Scorpio ascendance but I'm based on my time of birth I'm Aquarius rising just the beginning of that sign for that two-hour period and my husband, his husband is an Aquarius got lots of Aquarian friends you know and then as I mentioned the moon that links very strongly very strongly in um, combinations So, it really is absolutely fascinating. And in that sense, the timing of it is quite objective. So, my work is very left brain that way. But when I'm doing a reading, the intuition comes in hugely. And the person with me starts opening up and finding their own answers. So, we weren't totally sure on the time of my birth. I remember.
0: I can't remember what you said it was. And then you said, "I I don't think that's you. Ah. And you said, I think we will probably shift it 20 minutes earlier or something, because your intuition picked up on me being a completely different sort of person. Quite. um, I can't remember the exact words you used, but there was sort of more more open, more kind of, you know, sort of believing in stuff. That's how you kind of thought that I would probably shifted. Yeah. You know, and I said, oh, I think it was around three o'clock. And you said, hmm, I think we need to shift your, I think it was 20 past three or something. But it beam. be Because that oh. then actually suits, it, it seems to me like you're more of that kind of a person.
1: Yeah, which is really, really interesting. More complex. I mean, my mum looked at the clock when the three of us were born. I'm the oldest of three. And she's right, you were born at 108, oh, oh 110. And I thought, and I thought forever, I was the last degree of Capricorn rising. Now, I'll confuse that was the fact I've got a moon in Capricorn which comes through strongly and the Capricorn is usually a stronger bone structure it's, it's the queen was Capricorn rising and she even died when Capricorn was rising interestingly enough and she had that wonderful aloofness with dry humor didn't she we know what her personality was like and it didn't suit me and then I got two astrologers in Vienna I was working over there um, to rectify my chart that's not something I do and they look at major events in your life which up to then I hadn't really had, but I'd changed continent. My mother had died. I got married, There are three important events, and it could tweak the chart to do with where planets were at that time. And I turned out to be Aquarius Rising, which is much more me. It's a little bit more zany. Although Scorpio is very private, Aquarius is quite open up to a point and freedom loving, you know. So that's an example like yours. And I my mothers mean well, even, but you know, the clocks can be wrong. <laughs> And I've had so many clients think, oh, actually, when they've come to see me, I know I told you that time and there's their chart. But actually, I just talked to my mum and she said, no, no, that's your sister's time of birth, not yours. So I thought, right. (laughs) So I've got to go and redo it. (laughs) But, um, you know, that's some of the little things that have the accuracy. But even if you don't know the time of birth, you've got so much information for that day. The characters within you, when are they ready to come on stage or not? You know, are they wounded and why are they wounded? You know, how can we heal them? What do you tend to just have
0: clients who just want to know a little bit more about themselves? I I know when we were chatting, you were saying that you can actually help people with their businesses, you know, kind of plan different things around their businesses. I'd be really, really, I could talk to you forever, I think, but I'd be really interested to know how that can help, because I do know a few people, quite well-known people who, run their businesses via the lunar cycle which oh, i find incredibly interesting oh
1: gosh lunar cycles absolutely well i mentioned earlier that i choose the right timings for startups for events for workshops all those sorts of things and if somebody wants to have a chart for a business when they want to list it what's the word um it's almost like a contract isn't it and you set it up you register it and i say what kind of business is it so therefore the costumes, if you like, of the planets, the signs, um, and where the moon is particularly, because the moon the moon also works a lot with the public. Often the moon is overhead or rising in the charts of writers. Venus is very strong in the charts of artists, musicians, but this is talking quite generally, yeah? And then just to add a little bit there, you might see the most amazing talent, but they've never used it because they were told them they're no good. Oh, that's a hard one. That's a really hard one. And I hope I can help a little on that. But no, businesses do operate very well with these planetary signatures. In your business, business chart, if you like, when it was registered, or your first day of doing it, is your baby. And it has these troughs of cycles, peaks and troughs, which you can work with as well. And when it needs to have a reassessment, when it needs to have a little bit of a rest or renaming or whatever. But the moon cycles is fascinating. We've got a new moon. We've actually had a new moon on the 25th of September. We've got a full moon on late at night on the 9th of October coming up. Um, We've got a new moon on October the 25th, which is going to be a partial eclipse, which is quite powerful. Okay, Uh, and so forth. So the new moon to full moon to new moon covers a 28, 29 day cycle. And new moons are wonderful for seeding, literally giving birth, making intentions, starting something off often say to people make that intent on a new moon get the idea but maybe wait a week to the first half moon which we're um we've had a few days ago to manifest it yeah and at the full moon you can bring it into the public light much more so full moons are quite good times if we're not overloaded for bringing things to public attention for a big event the three days before a new moon which is easy to check out is called the dark moon can't see the moon <laughs> but it's much more about the retreating which people our ancestors used to do because also if you lived in well in times when there was no electricity um and things you couldn't you'd go to bed earlier you wouldn't be able to see by the moon you have to you know was it a full moon you could use that for much more event many more events meeting with people outdoors You need to go under the radar if it's a full moon, if you really don't want something exposed or seen. Yeah, you with me on that? But the three days before the new moon, which we had on the 22nd to 25th of October, would have been a time of going to ground more, trusting one's intuition, allowing a little bit more chaos in. We need our chaos. Nature and the body knows that. It's our brains that say, no, we can't have chaos. And then the new moon comes and we have a new beginning. So we're now nearly at a full moon time. So any projects you've got ongoing, meetings you want, can be initiated now. Then after the full moon, it's the waning moon. And it's a time sometimes of winding things down, re-editing things. Often to think operations, I mean hospitals know, or do they know that full moon's busier times? Police stations know it. People with mental illness are very aware of it. And hemorrhaging is greater at a full moon. So, you know, that speaks for itself. And even the sap in trees, the big redwood trees, when they're cut for wood, to this day, the trees are marked with the phase of the moon, and they're more valuable at a new moon time when the sap is less. Why? Because the sap can damage the wood when it's cut. Isn't that interesting? So new moons rather than full moons. And people plant by the new moon, you know? There's a whole system wrapped around it. And um, it's exactly the same for our businesses. Exactly the same. Look at the type of business. If you want to run an event, let's look at what the moon's doing. What sign of the zodiac it's in? Is it water, which is about the feeling? Is it fire, which is very immediate and active? Is it an air sign? Everybody wants to chat. <laughs> Um, and is it in an earth sign where it's quite practical and needs to pace itself a bit and air earth air water that makes sense doesn't it and the signs of the zodiac are distributed between those four elements so water is cancer scorpio pisces air is gemini libra aquarius fire is aries leo sagittarius and earth is taurus virgo capricorn And obviously, if your sun sign falls there, that tells you something about yourself. But you said you're a cancer. I don't know. I'm just being hypothetical, but you could have six other planets in fire for all I know. You know, Um, Mm -hmm. it would show there on the chart, the distribution of the elements. So you have to take that into consideration as well if I had um, a,
0: a plan set out for the year and we've got a, you know, a strategy set out for the year uh-huh. and I tend to work on um, within 90 days. So we do mm-hmm. uh, a launch within 90 days, Yeah, you know, yeah. from the start to launch and then we start again and, you know, do another one. So we have what four launches a year within those 90 day tranches. If I was to sort of share you know, if we had another session and I was to share that, that strategy with you, with the dates that we've chosen for the launches, the dates that we've got for doing, you know, live events, you know, anything else that's going on in their workshops and what have you. Mm-hmm. You could then maybe help me to sort of just tweak those and go, oh, well, actually, Bonnie, maybe the 3rd of January 2023 is not the best day to launch because you're in that sort of retrograde uh period, maybe you might be better to wait until and you could and that's how you would almost work your business strategy around the, the yeah. moon and, yeah.
1: and you <laughs> know and also what's rising at that time if you have a time when you're starting something what sort of energy do you want for the group? Is it small? Is it big? So I so, said is it going to be a chatty one? And when you can't change it, I mean there's some things we can't change. I say, okay, everything is possible. You can even swim against the tide. But being aware of that you can work with that information and mercury's retrograde three weeks three times a year you can't just say no to things all the time and it's a time of being more careful with detail any clauses if you're signing any contracts be extra careful with any misunderstandings about arrangements how has that email actually arrived better to double check you know that's what i would recommend so, yes, absolutely. That's a lot of my work. And sometimes you can't change a date. Sometimes you can. I think we, with ourselves, we often know our timing. With our businesses, it's hard because it's outside of us. Mm. It's like a baby when it's in you, very aware of it. When it's outside of you, it's been born. It's slightly different than they start growing and having their own ideas. But I think with ourselves, we actually do know our own timing. And it's only the outside world. We keep filling our calendar up, which interferes so much. And We have these natural diaries within us. So, yeah, I mean, I'd love to do that with you and anybody else who's interested. I'd love to do a lot more, actually, of working with what I call the cosmic timetable.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd, I would really like to do that. I think we'll, um, I'll email you and we'll set something up because, you know, not not necessarily that we're going to change all of my plans for the, the launches and everything. But, you know, just to have that sort of like, well, I think, you know, the, the, you've just got to be careful about this. Or actually, I would just tweak that a couple of days forward or back. You know, it just fascinates me. And it is definitely something that's these big. I mean, I'm a tiny, tiny, tiny business. And you listen to some of these real big movers in that, that digital space. And they are really taking note of what's going on in nature. Absolutely. Uh, and that, that to me means that I should be taking note of that as well.
1: Yeah, we're all one. Nature means natal, you know, when we're born. And our bodies come from nature, yes? Our souls are from elsewhere, but our bodies are from nature. And if we can actually feel part of it, we don't have to feel alone if we sense that you know, connection. And the word cosmos means order, however much we like or don't like the idea of order, but sometimes it's very useful. So basically, I, use, I I do use the subject. People use it in different ways. I use it for when people want relocation, whether it's in the country or abroad. It's called astrocartography. You're moving your chart on the world map. Fascinating. What areas will bring out different parts of you. Work a lot with timing. People's general soul path and business path. And so my readings last about 90 minutes and um, or confidential. And then includes follow-up questions and my preparatory work. And often when people, I don't know whether you found that, particularly at the time they find it all a bit overwhelming or they have their own issues, when they hear the reading back at leisure, they get more from it. They're hearing it, the same words, but how you hear them, what pops up for you can be different. So that's what is quite valuable, I think. And I think it's a wonderful tool to understand oneself and our relationships. Because I do. Oh yeah, relationship charts, parents, children, partners, business, personal. It's really and nothing is bad. At sometimes we need our challenges to grow, you know. I mean, some people love to have tricky relationships. They don't want it all smooth. They get bored.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm. I totally. I think you know the challenges are there to to give you lessons. You know, the, these sort of people that turn up in your life that aren't. Yeah. The, know aren't particularly kind they're all there to give us lessons i'm 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 a i'm a big believer in that and they keep on popping up until you actually learned your lesson
1: <laughs> on the side of us we see we don't like something in, in a person but i'm not saying we're like that ourselves but it could be coming out in a magnified form in that mirror of the other person so if you meet somebody heaven forbid who's very dominant or angry or even violent even worse It's not that you're like that inside, but maybe you're a bit scared of your own Mars energy, the red energy. Maybe you've got cold extremities a lot. People do who find it very difficult to say no. They can't stand up for themselves. And when they do, those people who are like bullies are very weak inside. They just crumble. Either they disappear from your life or they change their nature. My goodness, it's such a big one, that one. And we need to use these beautiful energies because even anger can be useful if it's not held on to like a burning coal, which only hurts yourself. Um, and all these energies are there. And the beauty is, the time we're born, is as the planets move, they will activate, if you like, those parts within us. And we can ignore them or we can let them have a say. Let them have a say. And heal them if they've been very repressed, you know. It's wonderful, really. It's quite exciting. And you're quite right. Most people don't live out their potential. And it's such a shame. We've got to learn to be more adventurous with our lives, with our self-image definitely oh my goodness I could honestly I could just sit
0: and talk to you forever well, I... Louisa said Louisa said I need to come down south and we all need to go out because I, I I I, would love to meet you in person and you
1: know welcome here in London or wherever you know always a room here for you, yeah. if you come and stay over I'll oh, be- well, you. with you and um yeah, but that's a little bit. I mean, you said you don't overdo the structure, and I certainly don't. I mean, I'll dive from bits to bits in my talk, but um, it makes it more interesting, I think, than going from A to B. I mean, Einstein once said that logic takes you from A to B, but imagination takes you everywhere. Good old Einstein. Good old Pisces. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh gosh. Well, I. I mean, I think that's a a really lovely, lovely place to end. Actually, on that on that lovely quote and. I just want to say thank you so much for um, giving me your time. It's just been fascinating listening to you, honestly. And you have the most beautiful voice. And th- well, again,
1: <laughs> you <laughs> know, you're giving us um, But I'm thinking recently, just because somebody hadn't so much approached me, I've got a friend, a neighbour who's an actor, and he said, why don't you go for voiceovers, have a bit of a change? And I've actually sent a couple of clips from my CD to touch the face of the stars which we have actually streamed now, I'll send you it. I I wouldn't wouldn't have sent you that, would I? I It's a journey and CD um, with a booklet to go through the planets as characters within us with visualisation and music, which a friend of mine did. And we've actually streamed it, so I'll send that to you. But why am I saying that? Oh, yes, he put together three clips from it, my voice on a very good day, (laughs) with a little bio to a few agencies in London, so we'll see how that goes, why not? Because oh. you voice, you might as well use it, you know. <laughs> well,
0: you might as well. But honestly, you know, the, the information you're giving is is fascinating, but you how you speak and you come over is well, it, it, gripping. I, I you know, I just want to sit here and listen to you all afternoon now. <laughs>
1: we got to get social together, definitely, and uh yeah, definitely. Uh, no yeah. being further north than me. <laughs> oh well thank you well, yes whereabouts are you in the country i'm north yorkshire that's what i thought yeah so north yorkshire yeah i just meant hope you got that one right you are up north up north <laughs> I'm, well, I'm i'm half from north country sunderland so uh yeah sunderland worcestershire wales so there you go mm.
0: super yeah, great. well it's just been wonderful wonderful talking to you sam thank you thank you so so much and i'm going to be in touch about uh doing a
1: reading for for my business yeah well just just call me as well don't have to email me just call me brilliant thank you bye i
0: really hope you enjoyed listening to this episode of my it's a bonnie old life podcast if you did i'd be so grateful to you for emailing me or texting a link to the show or sharing it on social media with those you know who might like it too My mission with this podcast is all about sharing mine and my community's experience and hope by telling your fascinating personal stories, championing the other amazing humans in my personal, professional and membership community and to create another channel through which I can support you to realise your coloured pencil and life dreams. If you haven't done so yet, please help me on my mission to spread positivity and joy throughout the coloured pencil world by following me on my socials at Bonnie Snowden Academy or by getting on my list at bonnieSnowdenacademy.com. And remember, I truly believe if I can live the life of my dreams doing what I love, then you can too. We just need to keep championing and supporting each other along the way in order to make it happen. Till next time.